prompting me uh, to hit something on the spirit of sonship today. And so I just, I really feel like this is important. We've been talking about the anointing, and, and the Lord is going to uh, do some powerful, powerful things today. I believe that. And, and, and one thing I just, I'm going to start with, and I will end with, Everyone, just close your eyes for a minute. Open your hearts. Come on. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. Open your spiritual eyes. Open your spiritual eyes. We're just going to ask the Lord to, to just really give us revelation. We need revelation. We need the ability to see. So, Father, I thank you for the spirit of revelation and wisdom in this place. I ask, Father, that you open our hearts wide open. Lord, that we'd be attentive. Lord, we would be alert. We'd be awake, except for Rocco. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you'd just be with us right now in these moments. Lord, that you'd pour out your spirit without measure. That's what I believe you want to do today. Pour out your spirit without measure. I thank you for every son and every daughter in this place. Lord, help us to solidify identity today. Help us to rebuke the devourer that tries to steal, kill, and destroy who we are. Lord, you came to give us abundant life. You came to give us the fullness of life. And Lord, we step in and under that. The promises flow out of our inheritance as sons. And so we live and we move and we have our being right now in that. And we love and honor you. Can't wait to see what you're going to do in these moments, Jesus. So we receive. We receive. In Jesus' name. Yeah, just go to Romans chapter 8. We'll start there. I truly do have a boatload of scripture for us today. So just need to, the grace to get through it. going to start with 14. So just go there and then I'm going to do it. Really, I just, I felt like it was important. I just want to highlight a couple things. Any place where we feel um, what I notice is the orphan heart pops out when we're in, when we're, when we're all of a sudden we're in a room full of people. Or we're in with a few people. Really, it's, it's like the sandbox theory, right? You get with two or three people, and then people's like orphan stuff start popping out if they don't feel comfortable in the atmosphere. And I say that meaning that we don't feel like we fit. Okay, and the Lord always desired that we would be solidified in our identity with him. And so I, I truly feel like as we grow in sonship, as we grow in understanding and grow in identity, it's, it's going to be the key that unlocks us 
and moves us into new places with God. Because if we don't understand what we've inherited, if we don't understand what we've been given access to, if we don't understand how the Lord wants to use us and, and that we don't have to compare ourselves to anyone else. See, this is the whole thing about the body of Christ. We always compare ourselves to the next person. And really, God's design was never that you look like the next person, you know? I mean, he desires that perfect love is developed inside of you. That's all, he, that's all he really wants. That perfect love just manifests out of your life and gushes out on everyone else. And so that can look uh, like so many different ways. But he's trying to break performance. He's trying to break things that, that we do things to get. He's trying to break all those things. He's trying to get the church completely free from all of those things. And so sonship, is, it, 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 it's a breakthrough that brings us into position and opens up things as sons, okay? It's, it's just going to show you things. And, and it's got everything to do with a mindset and a heart condition. Ready? How many know everyone? The Lord is always dealing with our hearts. Always. He always is. He's always looking at our heart. That's why he loved David right? That's why he loved David, because he had a heart that was just after God. It didn't matter. All the mess-ups, all the screw-ups, all the things that happened, and it wasn't even a, a lot of mess-ups, but there were some biggies, right, that, that could have deterred his, his, the end thing, but he brought the Messiah through David, and God is calling us to live in that place. David is a, is a perfect example because he knew how to repent and get back up. You know, all the, all the scary and ugly and the family stuff that happened, it's just God is trying to teach us that it doesn't matter what conditions we grow up in. That he's giving us the ability to step out of those conditions. It doesn't matter your background. He calls you as a king. He doesn't, it, and so I just want you to, ladies, your daughters, yes. But we need to understand sonship because sonship and, and why the Bible con is concentrating on sonship is because of culture. It's because of the way it was written. Because the firstborn, the first son got everything. I know this from, from being an uh, Arabic background. Middle Eastern background. Doesn't matter. The firstborn son gets everything. I know this. And so the Lord wants you to understand that position. Because when he sees you, he sees Jesus, which the Bible said was the only begotten son of the Father. So stop, ready, Revelation. If you're the only begotten son, you don't have to give anything to any other brother. You don't have to give anything to anyone else. You just take what is rightfully yours. There's no family skirmish. There's nothing. You hear me? This is powerful. Because if we understand that, and we can get under that, ready? That's the faith that God wants to release on this place today. It's, it's understanding the promise of what he's called you to so that you can get under it, and you don't have the insecurity. Uh, you, don't, you don't question what God is speaking to you. You don't back up and retract after you step towards him. 
Ready? All these things are super important because the body of Christ, we kind of do this. We hit the brakes, we hit the gas. We hit the brakes, we hit the gas. Kind of like the real estate thing that's going on down the street. We hit the, you know, it's like, we're getting there. But I just want you to, we'll read this right now. And it says this, it says in verse 14, it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption in whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Now let me just talk about the spirit of adoption for a minute because here's what I believe. I believe when you get saved, you receive the spirit of adoption. I believe that. But there's something that happens, and we're going to pray for this at the end. I promise you, God is going to release fire and the fire of the Holy Spirit. And he's going to open up this, oh, I am the beloved son of God on you. If you have not received the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, I know when I get saved, I receive the spirit. But I do not receive the filling, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And I think it's so important. Because you can't function in the rest of the, of the rest of anything in understanding God if you're not filled with the power of God. Are you all right? Are you with me? Okay. So we want to deal with the condition of our heart today. And we want to see, I want to release the revelation that you are a co-heir with Christ. And that everything that he has is available to you. And anything that you actually see your brother or sister have, not in, listen, we're not coveting, but you say, if they can do it, I can do it. If it's in your heart, if God puts that in your heart, that they can do it, and it's not to be jealous, that's why even, and, and oh man, there's so much I could just get into today. I was just like, okay, where do I go with this? Because the spirit of Elijah is looking, is waiting to come upon a generation. And the book of Malachi says that the, the spirit of Elijah comes. Why? Because the, the hearts of the fathers are towards the sons and the sons towards the fathers. So there's a whole thing of spiritual mentorship that God wants to pour out on the body of Christ in this hour. But we have to be able to align with that and receive that. Are you hearing me? Are you with me? All right, I'm just checking. There has to be that posture where we step under the Father's blessing, right? Because I can tell you in this room, just by people I know, just by people that I, I know all around me, that many of you have an awful father figure. And some of you have an okay father figure. But some of you grew up with a, a messy-looking father figure. And, and God is wanting us to just... Okay, we pray for our parents, <laughs> we pray for our, our fathers, but also he wants you to have a, a brand new view of who he is. Because what happens is we, we, we retract because of our earthly view of a father we had. And, and I'm, again, I'm not bashing dads, all right? But some of us grew up in, in either completely abandoned situations or just unhealthy, unhealthy, you know, and, and God is wanting to touch your heart today. And so what happens, and you could actually, let me just stop and say this. You could have the greatest dad on the planet. 
and you still don't understand the fullness of who God is. You still don't understand it. Because God wants to pour out in such a way the goodness of who he is and the power of who he is and the authority in who he is and, and the inheritance on what he has for you. And so we have to just keep our eyes fixed on those things. But he did not give you a spirit of fear, but he, he gave a spirit of adoption so that you would walk in truth, in light. And when, listen, my sister was adopted. She is legally my sister. She didn't come from the same lineage, but she's my sister. Are you hearing me? And so this is what God does, right? When you come in and you enter in, you, you came to Christ and you came into the lineage of Abraham. And you became an heir with him. I can't read too much scripture. You became an heir and what happens is that, remember that blessing that I was talking about? I'm telling you there is an outpouring of, of inheritance on your life. That you don't completely understand because you don't understand how to step in as a son. Ready? So sonship is awesome. And we can't, like, I, I hate getting over-focused on one thing or another, right? I just want to get focused on Jesus. And Jesus was the co-heir. He's the co-heir. That means that he, you, are co you are, like, with him. Actually, you're inside of him. And being inside of him means you get everything that he got. And then Jesus said, and greater things than these. So I can't even articulate to the degree of what God wants to pour out on you today. I have to be determined that the Holy Spirit's going to do it for you. And I'm telling you, it comes by a fresh outpouring of his spirit every time. Every time. That means if you have not been filled with the Holy Spirit tonight, you are smoke. I mean, in utterance of other tongues, I mean fire, God hitting you and changing you on the inside in a new way. Because you need it. You need it to function, especially in the last days. You need the fire of God to function if you're going to make it. Come on, if you're going to overcome. If you're going to walk with the spirit of life in you. Yeah. Something's happening over here with you. I don't know what it is. Whew. It's been all night. I keep, you glow. Something's happening. So stay in it. And the spirit of God is like, what is happening over there? Holy Ghost. Distracting almost. Ah. Uh. All right, so he's the only begotten of the Father, and you are co-heirs with him. Galatians chapter 3, and verse 26, and we're going to go right into, verse, into chapter 4, because chapters, numbers, all this stuff was put there for you and me to find them. That's all. It's a letter written to the Galatians, and so we're just going to hit a... 3 verse 26, 3 verse 26, say word when you got it, word. And Paul says, 
For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. So here we go. We're going back and I'm talking about union with Christ. And this is how we step into sonship. Because when you're one with your father, see, sometimes I knew what my father was thinking. My earthly father. Like I could read his mind before he would say stuff. I knew when I was in trouble and I knew when I was in good, you know, good standings. But I'm telling you, the Lord wants us in this synchronization with the Father and wants us to know we have the Father's heart. And you're going to see because Jesus is the, maz- the, the most incredible display of this. And we'll get into that in a second. But I want you to see, it doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter if you're a Greek. This is why Paul said this. It doesn't matter what nationality you are. It doesn't matter whether you are enslaved or whether you are rich. It doesn't matter where you came from. But all are one. All are in this divine union with Christ. And that as we come together and we come and become one body, see, there's this beauty, right? We're sons. All the guys say, yeah, amen. And all the women say, yes, and we're brides. And all the men go, I don't understand. But, but the truth is, no, and this is, this is the beauty of what Scripture brings to us. It brings to us both sides. Like you are, spo- you are a bride of Christ. You are the bride. And you are a son. Right? And so the, the Lord wants us to step in and under this. So if any of you, if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So this is so powerful. What is the promise? The promise to Abraham was, listen, you are going to be blessed I'm going to multiply you. I'm your exceeding great reward. That's all you need is exceeding great reward. That's all you need from God. Like, I am your exceeding great reward. That's it. End of story. Period. Like, what does that even mean? And so this this divine access that you've been given to the heart of the Father and to the fortune and the riches of His glory in Christ is innumerable. It's just unfathomable. I I say I can't articulate it, but I'm trying to. The Spirit of God has so much to pour out without measure to give to you so that you can walk in the fullness of Christ, so that you walk completely free, so that you're not intimidated, so that your heart doesn't fool you. Because Jeremiah said this. He said, the heart is above all wicked. To the core. And without the Spirit of God, without the Holy Spirit outpouring on your life and on your heart, right? Because I can be filled with the Spirit and act like a devil. But God's trying to transform the church. He's trying to transform people. And He's doing a good job. Come on, somebody. Well, let's talk by faith. Let's talk positive. He's doing a good job. And we're going to see the amazing inheritance in even New England and America. It's not going, it's not, we're not going to hell in a handbasket. Come on, the church is going to rise up, and I don't care if it's out of New England and goes that way, whatever. It's going to go everywhere. See, because I know this. We were singing that song, Lion of the Lion. Was that Friday? And I thought of, of Josiah's vision. He had this vision out of New England. He, he was like 10. 
like literally, my son. And he spoke to, he's like, Dad, I saw, I saw two lions being released right down the coast, and they went across the country. And he saw this. This was, what was it, 11 years ago. Come on, let it come to pass, Jesus. I believe out of the hearts, of, out of the mouths of babes, let it come. And so the Spirit of God wants us to come into this place. And what is the Lion of Judah rules? The Lion of the tribe of Judah rules. That's who lives inside of you. That's the king that's inside of you. That's the king that lives inside of you. And you don't have to question whether you're, you're worthy or you can do it. Or, God, you, how can you use me to speak the word? How can you use me to, to minister to the people out there? It's called, he's given you an inheritance that you're going to go take hold of. And that means that we don't stop. We don't, we don't, sh we don't shut our mouths because we feel like we, we don't have the, the tools to do the things that he called us to do. The tools. And so it's... 4 and verse 1 says, Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all. And let me just say this. I'll just keep reading for a sec. But is under guardians and stewards until the appointed time by the Father. Even so, we, when we were children, we're in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent, his, sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law, that we might receive, what? Again, adoptions as sons. Because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father, therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. And this is really, listen, God is trying to pull us out of our immaturity. Come on, put your hand up for a second. Come on, we're just going to pray. Father, grow me up. Me too, I'm praying it too. Grow me up into the person, into the son that you've called me to be. Lord, let the spirit of adoption drop on my life tonight in such a way I never forget who I am. I never forget who I am. I never forget who I am. That, Lord, I step into the, to the rightful throne. Come on. I'm an heir. I'm the rightful heir of the throne. And I thank you, Father, that we've been given all the inheritance that you've, you've delivered to us already by the blood of your Son. By the blood of Jesus. I release that to you right now. In Jesus' name. And it's, this is the truth. It's because the Lord came. And in that time... 2,000 years ago, actually from the foundations of the world. But the reality is, 2,000 years ago, he gave his life so that you would be a son. So that you would live with full access to everything that he owns, everything that he gives, everything that he wants to release, every new thing. Come on, things we haven't even discovered yet, they're, they're yours. Things that we haven't even had access to yet, they're yours for your generation. But you got to start acting like that. You gotta start stepping into it like that. You gotta start like wait, like your eyes need to be looking like a lion. Like you've been given the throne. And no one can take it from you. So I'm just as I was going through all this, I'm just I was thinking 
Lord, we want the spirit of Elijah to come to this generation. So because God wants to give Father, like Lisa and I, mom, mom and pop over the house, right? But we want to be, like, I've grown up under weird spiritual fathers sometimes, right? I've had, I've had some not-too-good models, but I've had some good models. But everything you, you come in, in contact with, you have to pull the good and learn from the bad. Okay, we'll never be perfect. I can promise you that. I will never be perfect. I'll let someone down somewhere, right? I'll, do, I'll say something stupid. I've done it up here. So the reality is the Lord wants us to be in a position where our hearts are right and we can receive from the Lord. We can receive correction. What happens when God corrects you? What do you do? What do you do? You should repent and say, God, I won't do it. I won't do that again. God, I, I, Lord, shift my heart. Shift me in any place I'm wayward. Shift me in the way that I, I don't, I, like if I'm fighting, because we fight against the Lord. And see, this is all about sonship. Because we can be rebellious sons and daughters. Come on. And, and so the, the reality is Holy Spirit wants to align you. And see, I'm telling you, it's so important. When I, when I start, like the Holy Spirit, I need more of the Holy Ghost every day. Like I don't leak much. I don't think I do. But I'm telling you. I just need more of God every day. And so as your desires increase, as your hunger increases, respond to the hunger. Not to the flesh. Respond to spiritual hunger that draws you to the Father. And draws you even to your spiritual mother and father. Right? If the idea is, as, as a spiritual father, and I've, I believe I've got sons in this place. And, and I've got sons that have left here. And I believe that. And I've got my natural son as well. But the reality is, I, I'm telling you, you don't, we're not fathers and mothers to, to rule over people. We're here to guide, guard, and give just direction, right? And so what becomes frustrating is like when all of a sudden people don't want to, they, they go, oh, we want you to be our mom and pop. And then they're like, oh, no, we don't like this, right? Because every person will be di discipled to the ability that they'll let you speak into their lives. And I'm not talking about controlling and doing weird stuff. I'm talking about just being plain. Come on, because when I talk to my son about correction, it's usually not, oh, are you going to be all right if I tell you something? No, it's like, no. This is what we don't do. And this is what we do. And so, but on the backside of that, we have to be encouragers. Right? So everything that you do isn't wrong. But God is leading you in the right in the paths of righteousness, and you leave encouraged, or or whenever we connect, that something comes redemptive out of it, and that you're feeling like empowered. Right? So this is how God wants you to feel empowered, not manipulated. Oh, look at me, because we've grown up in manipulation. We've grown up in all kinds of stuff. We've got people around us that actually release uh, We've had people that, you know, you just, leaders that are releasing charismatic witchcraft. I'm just being honest. It's an anointing. It's not a good anointing. It's something that they've been given by the enemy. And they use it, instead of using it for God to release and empower people, they put people in bondage. They put in people, have soul ties that are unhealthy. 
Oh, come on. We, uh, I wasn't going to get into soul ties. But the reality is we can get into soul ties in relationships very easily. And we don't even know we're being manipulated. And God wants you free from that. God wants your life to be completely free. So some of us just, we, we don't want to be under anyone. And again, it's not about being under, but it's about letting people speak into our lives. Some of us are just, we, we show up to church, that's it. Bye, see ya. That's okay. Because I know where, you know, we know, we just know where people stand. That's okay. But some want to just go in deeper and they're like, come on, help me. And, and this, is what, this, is what, this is what the spirit of Elijah is happening in the earth. I believe that. In a healthy manner, it should release two, three generations to ignite and burn together. And then nothing can stop what's happening. Because the hearts, ready? The hearts of the fathers are connected to the sons. The hearts of the sons are connected to the fathers. And it's not by this presbytery, you do what I say, you follow the way, you carry my bag, you do this stupid stuff. I said stupid again. I did it again. I did it again. Don't tell Isaiah. I know. I know. I know. Okay. But you hear what I'm saying? Like there has to be a place where we trust those we're under. If you don't trust who you're, who, who's, who's your shepherd... What are you doing? If you don't trust spiritual leaders around you, that's why, honestly, as a pastor, and I'll say it, I'm going to say it right now, there's a hard time, we have a hard time connecting with other ministries. There's a few ministries in the region that's easy to connect with, but there's others just a struggle. It's just a struggle. It's okay. But we'll connect with who we're called to connect with, right? And I'll be open to open every door. Just as long as there's not motives behind the doors, right? Because I can smell it, not because of lack of trust, because I've been doing this long enough. Anyway, that's a rabbit trail. Kill the, bear. Kill the rabbit, right? Got that from my mother. John chapter 5. Let's just go to John chapter 5 because Jesus absolutely displays an amazing connection with the Father. And so we have to just, this is, this is the model that you want to go from. Paul says some amazing things. Paul's trying to shake the church out of, out of an orphan mentality. And we're all trying to shake the orphan mentality. God wants to break the orphan mentality so that we're not easily offended. Orphans are easily offended. Orphans' hearts get hurt like that. Orphans, and again, I'm not, if, you, if you're in that place, you're going to get free tonight. No, I believe it. See, I have such faith tonight that anyone who's dealing with any of that stuff that wants to give it up, and you're going to come up here, and we're going to, the Holy Ghost is going to blast it out of you through the wall, right? Just don't make holes in the wall. We don't need any more work, right? No, really, because the, the Spirit of God is going to take care of it, but you just, you're going to have to come here, like here. I'm not going to go get people tonight. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I promise. I think I promise. Because sometimes, you know, we need encouragement. But the Lord, let's just go to 
John 5, 17, this is actually, these are, these are my, like, these are my life verses. Because this is what we want. This is how we get access to the supernatural. This is how we become uh, just faithful sons. This is, how, this is how it happens. Ready? John chapter 5, verse 17. But Jesus answered them, My father has been working until now, and I have been working. Therefore, the Jews sought to, all the more to kill him. Because he had not only broke the Sabbath, but he had also said that God was his father, making himself equal to God. Now let me just say this. Hebrews chapter 1 tells us that God, that Jesus, came and was the exact replication. Basically, it was, he was the exact. He was God on the earth. Okay? Hebrews chapter 1, you can find it later. But write it down. You guys should be taking notes. You guys should be taking notes, even if it's on your phone. Or you listen to it later because there's so much that God wants to unpack for us. And there's no way you can even get the fullness of it even in, I know, I go for an hour plus. But <laughs> it just can't help it. Because you can't just break the, I don't know how you do. I said this already. How you do an hour of service? How? 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 How do you do an hour and a half? Mercy. Anyway. But the Lord is saying this, that the Father has been working until now. I've been working. It means he's partnered with the Father. And then he's being accused. And listen to me. When you become so uh, close to the Lord, when you come into that close proximity, God wants you in the proximity of where he's going and what he's doing, and he wants you to be ignited with his presence, you'll never be, you'll never be sleepy when you're with God. You shouldn't be sleepy when you're with God. Like the Holy Spirit energizes you. I don't know about you. I can tell when my prayer time at home is going well, and I can tell when it's not. And I'm telling you, I just get like that sluggish thing, and yeah, bam. But God wants you in this, and, and I'm telling you, that, and, and you shouldn't be condemned by that. There should be freedom because you know. And God is trying to get the energy of himself inside of you and the working of his power inside of you so that you're walking with the same nature that he has. Didn't Peter tell us we have his divine nature? Yeah. He did. And John said, you'll be just like him when you behold him. And so that's where you want to be. That's where you want. You want close fellowship with God. This, this outer court stuff, which most of the church lives in, I know, I'm bashing on the church a little. We don't live, we try not to live there. We try not to live there. We try to go in close, try to get in deep. And, we, and listen, it doesn't matter if we come up here 27 million times. It will be that one time. And I'm believing that God's going to accelerate work in this hour. That we are locked in and we are loaded with the Holy Spirit. We are ready to go. And that won't happen by casual relationship with Jesus. It won't happen in casuality. It just won't. God's looking for us to be full on. And, you're, and the nature that he's put inside of you, by the Holy Ghost, it, by the Spirit of God, by the Holy Spirit and fire, is going to wake you up. 
It's going to keep you alive. It's going to actually pull you into wonder. Here's the thing about our relationship with God. If we just keep it in the like, norm, <laughs> then we don't hit the edges. Because God, even in, in Celtic Christianity, it was like these guys went into the edges of what they understood so that they could find the Lord in a deeper place. You know, when, and I've said this before, that when we don't understand something, that's when God is saying, come in a little deeper. Come in a little closer. Come into the close proximity. Come in where I am. I'm in the dark place that you don't understand. I'm in the place where there is no light, and you're trying to figure it out. But I'm telling you, when the spirit of revelation comes on you, you will be ignited with light. Your eyes will open. Your ears will open. And you will, you will sense so much more because you're close and you come into his presence. Because in the outer court and all that kind of playing around, and it's not bad. It's not bad. It's the outer court. But then we need to get to the holy place. And then we got to get to the most holy place. He, made the, he designed the temple to show us you can be way out there and, and kind of just be hanging out and not really coming into the fullness of my presence. Ready? So this is what Jesus was saying. He says, my father's working, and where he is, I am. I'm there. I'm there. And then he goes on in verse 19, because he wants to, as we, as we read 19, He's releasing his power. So then Jesus answered them and he said, Most assuredly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do. For whatever he does, the son does in like manner. For the father loves the son and shows him all things, all things that he, he himself does, and he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. And I was thinking, my goodness, the Lord wants to come in in such a way, and he wants to speak to you so clearly. How many know you want to hear God in a clear way? It comes by coming in close. It comes that in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, that the promise of the Holy Spirit was coming to a, to a, a new church, brand new church. Like they had never experienced what was about to happen. And when the fire came, they heard the sound of God's voice. They, heard the, they felt the presence of who he was. The wind of God showed up in such a way. And the person, listen to me, everyone say person. Person, person of the Holy Spirit. He's not somewhere between a, 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 a pigeon and a parrot. Like, it, this, is not, this is not the Holy Ghost. I know we see him come to Jesus when he's baptized in water. It's just a sign of what God was about to do. And he comes like a dove. So the Spirit of God is coming to you in a fresh way, even today, by the power of the Holy Spirit, who speaks, you hear him, and you see him. I'll try it over here. You hear him, and you begin to behold him and see him. And there has to be that the line is just completely removed. Where you step outside the line and say, I will settle for this. No, God wants you on the inside lane with him. God's saying, come in close so I can bury you. Oh, you think I'm playing. I am not kidding tonight. I'm telling you, God is what People are like, I ain't going forward. I ain't coming forward today. No way. 
I'm not going to, I feel like this should be a no touch today, and you should feel the presence of God. That's how I feel how strong he's going to come tonight. Because when the Spirit of God comes to sons and daughters, he will come in such a way to mess you up, to shift things inside of you, to rewire your mind so it's connected to your heart, so you know exactly what's about to happen. And the Lord, listen, when you're trying to, here's the deal. Sometimes we try and understand, like, even the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Like, people hear all these people praying in tongues. And they're like, okay, do I have to sound like that? No. God will put something inside of you, but you got to open your mouth. And it's not even about opening your mouth. It's when you sense the presence down here. Can I say this? Last week when I was praying, I felt like power in the middle of me like there was a power grid inside of me and God was releasing things through me and and I can't even explain it and I was speaking in English so if you if you come up here and you start sensing and God is going to refill some people that need some serious they've been dry and thirsty and crusty and God is going to fill them oh it's just water baptism baptismo that's coming tonight it's coming coming forevermore but it's coming tonight but you've got to step into it and you've got to step under it and I'm not trying to coach you into something but I'm telling you I know what the Lord wants to release tonight it's the spirit of sonship and it will change you I don't care how long you think you've known the Lord it will change you well some of you don't even know the Lord yeah. So the father loves the son. He loves the son. He loves the son and shows him all things. So there is this simple principle that the Lord is saying, I do not disclose anything from you because I love you so much. And, and this is why I say the closer the proximity, the deeper things he'll bring you into. Because if I'm on the outer courts, he doesn't bring me into the secrets. If I'm just okay with a little dab, a little bit of oil, I just need enough oil to get me through to Monday, Tuesday. And when I get back to prayer, I'll be okay. No, he's trying to pull us into the vortex of who he is. He's trying to pull us into that Ezekiel chapter 1. The wind coming and a storm coming and you're in the midst of, of the power of God and the four living creatures and all that stuff happening. That's the kingdom of heaven inside of you. So don't be fooled that I just need a little bit and I'll go home and I'll be good. No, you want him to completely invade your heart. Out of, the, out of there comes the come living waters. Out of there comes the place where he's, out, he's pouring out his spirit in such a way that you don't miss. You don't miss him. Come on, you'll hear him. You'll see him. You'll sense him. And so it says in 21, it says this. For as the father raises the dead, he gives life to them. Even so the son gives life to whom he will. Give me life, Jesus. Verse 22, for the Father judges no one. This is just speaking about God's authority right now, right? How many want the authority of God on their life? Like, I don't want to, listen, demons should come out with a command. 
Not a five-hour session of deliverance, not 30 years. I'm not playing. God's going to bring us into another realm. And it's the finger of God that takes care of the demon. Yep, and Christians too. Yep. Stuff that we've been holding on to that God wants to eradicate and he wants to set us free from. Christians can have a demon. That's another sermon. It's another message. But you can be oppressed by stuff and carry it around. You can have soul ties that will put demonic clings inside of you. There's all kinds of things that can happen. There can be stuff from years ago that you never let go of. Unforgiveness. It's a demon. If you can't let go of it, it needs to go. But really, it doesn't have to puke. You don't have to throw it up. Uh, not on the rug, anyway. No, you don't have to. You just have to confess it and truly relieve it in your heart. Like confession will bring us a long way. True heart confession will get us free. Truly when we're understanding, because when the Holy Spirit comes, he convicts of sin. Unrighteousness, he, he'll take care of it. But we've got to give it to him. You can't hold on to it. Amen? The love of God is, you can't. It's too messy. The Lord is wanting to come in such a way that his love is poured out in such a degree that you just have to spill your guts before the Lord. And we get all worried about what we're going to look like in front of everyone. Just forget it. Just forget it. Especially in this place. You just better forget it. If you're not comfortable, you're in the wrong church. Sorry. But get ready. It says the father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the son. Right? That all should honor the son just as they honor the father. Who does not, who do, he who does not honor the son does not honor the father who sent him. And there you go right there. So let's just stop on honor for a second. Honor is the key to walking in the full power of sonship. When we honor God in everything we do, that means I fear the Lord. That means I'm in awe of God. That means when I'm, on, when I'm honoring the Lord, everything I do honors Him. It reflects Him. It, it doesn't bring grief to anything. We don't grieve the Holy Spirit. We honor the Lord in all of our things. We honor the Lord in our substance. We honor the Lord in, in everything that we do. Hmm? And there's, there's a spiritual heritage that comes that through that. Oh, because the Bible says that he honors the son. And if he honors the son, when you honor him, he honors you. When we're faithful in the little, he begins to elevate things and brings things up to another level. He begins to open things up to us because we're watching, we're, we're honoring the Father. We're looking to honor the Father, not to get points, not to get into a higher position, not to do anything, but the honoring of the Father. That's it. We want to honor God in everything we do. As a ministry, we want to honor God in everything we do. The Lord's even challenging, like, you need to step it up. You need to step it up. Not me, everybody. Everybody, because we've got people all around that are, all, that are like, come on, God's going to spring you up, and all of a sudden, God's going to ignite something on your life. 
that you step into, that you didn't step into last year, that you didn't step into 10 years ago, things that you never knew, things that you never understood. God's going to crank it up and pull you in because why? You've honored God in the faithful things, little things. You've been faithful and little. He gives you much. He gives you cities. Oh. He wants to give you cities. I don't think we understand that. I don't think we understand that. It's the presence of God because I honor the Lord, because I give him every part of myself, because you give everything of yourself. You don't hold anything back. When you give him everything, everything honors him, and all of a sudden there's an explosion, an increase of what God does in the kingdom through you because you're seeing it right now. Right? I'm telling you. So God wants to put that spirit of Elijah. Again, I'm just going to hit that again because when that comes upon us, then we honor the fathers. Right? I, want, I honor my fathers. I've got a lot of spiritual fathers. I started thinking about these things this week, and there's so many things, and I think about it all the time, actually. I'm just thankful. I, I, that's how I pray sometimes. God, I'm thankful for what this one put into me. I'm thankful for what that one put into me. I'm thankful for the things I learned here. I'm thankful for the awful things I learned there. Oh, can you do that, or are we holding bitterness from the last place? Or are we like trying to just distance ourselves because we got hurt yeah and the holy spirit wants us to be in a position where just honor flows where honor flows oh man if i can honor the people around me even greater than myself what would happen in this place if you just outdid one another with honor oh wow authority would come like crazy on this place authority like a corporate authority because if I honored every person that walked in the door that I didn't even know the people that I don't see every week the people that are new or pop in here and there the people that seem to hide in the shadows not even on purpose they're just they're just quiet yeah watch watch try it I challenge everyone to do it just begin to just overcome the next person with honor. And I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about people that are next to you. People that are across the room that you don't sit near. That you don't know because they sit on the other side of the room. No, I'm just saying, no, Lauren's a moving target. Lauren's a moving target. It's good. But honor comes out of the fruit of humility. Right? It's a fruit of humility. Because we're able to outdo one another, not being like, not, not being like sickening, you understand? But really just in, in a heart posture when you honor someone, dude, it just puts down, it just, do that's too. It just puts down everything that rises up that causes people to, to rear back and, and hide. I know you missed all that because I made it funny. I got to stop that. What happens is, when we honor one another, it takes down all the guard. It really does. You don't even we don't even understand the fullness of it. Because we truly honor one another. Right? And, we, and, we, and it's not fake. Like, there's people in the room that honor me that make me cry. They don't even know it. 
Really? Twenty-four. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life. Listen, let's just believe what God says. Believe that he's called us as sons. Believe that he's called us as heirs. Believe that the, the spirit of life comes through him. And most assuredly, I say to you, the hour is coming. Ah, I've jumped past. And they shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. Most assuredly, I say to you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God. And those who hear will live. For, the, for as the Father has life in himself, he, is also granted, he has granted the Son to have life in himself. So, the spirit of life operates because it flows out of the union as an heir. Because I honor the Father. Listen to this. We want to see resurrection life come to the church. As we honor one another, as we honor those outside, as we honor the lost... As we honor those who we think are demon-possessed and are godless. No, I'm telling you, you want to see God move, we got to get out of this, like, pious, religious box that we set ourselves in, and we got to get out from, out, from inside of the, the four walls and begin to see that it's about everything else. Even the most demon-possessed person you think, you gotta, if God called you as an evangelist, you better learn to put on love and honor. If God calls you as a Christian, you better learn to put on love and honor. If God, because every, every believer should be winning believers. Because mm -hmm. the fivefold ministry is just supposed to equip you to do the work of the ministry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Holy Ghost. So we want the spirit of life to operate because you have such union with the Father. Because you honor him and honor brings you into the deep places within. Honor brings you into deep, deep places with God. Honor will open up doors like you'll never see. I'm telling you, it's crazy. And so there's a frequency that comes out of honor and honoring as sons and daughters. Like when I honor the Father, there's a frequency that's released into the earth. There's a dimension that opens up for me that will begin to move me into new places with the Father. Come on, this is good. I'm really, this is good stuff. And so there's an echo of, of authority that flows from this place. I'm telling you. Because Jesus, you, you can bring the dead back to life. You can bring dead dreams inside of people back to life. You can come into a, a, an atmosphere where it's speaking death and bring life. You can come into different situations with people who are just holding back and you begin to speak into their lives and all of a sudden they wake up and they open up like a flower and they begin to come alive. And so that's the spirit of life that Jesus wants to bring out of you. He does want you to raise the dead. He does want you to heal the sick. But I'm telling you it's going to start as we begin to open ourselves up and release blessing. Bless, bless, bless. Not curses. Let's not talk backbiting. Let's not talk about one another. Let's just move. And I don't think that's happening. I don't think that's happening. I think we got a healthy atmosphere in here. But I realize this, that the Spirit of God is saying, come on, open up a little more. Let me in a little deeper. Allow my spirit to come in and let me be a father to you so I can teach you what's happening in the days ahead. He wants to do that, right? And so I need, you know, God, the res 
I feel like it resonates inside of me that the Spirit of God is looking for a place to land, and He's looking for sons and daughters to land on. Listen, He's always looking for a place to land. And so honor, honoring one another, and even talking about honoring, I'm not saying, let me just clarify, because no one's not honoring us or any of this. I've get weird. People sometimes think I'm speaking things after the fact because stuff is going on in the room. Nothing. Nothing. No, this place has been a house of honor. This place has been, we can increase in it though. I'm telling you, we can come up a whole nother level on it and God will pour out his spirit. But I'm, I, I just feel like there is something that God is wanting to resonate even in the spiritual atmosphere that as we honor, as we allow the spirit of God to come, authority will come in a new way. Ready? Just going to go on right to Mark chapter 1. Chapter 1 and Verse 11. Well, I'm backing up, backing up to 10. Sorry. Actually, I'm backing way up. Backing up a little more. But we know the story, right? John the Baptist, locusts and honey. It's the spirit of Elijah. How many know John the Baptist came in the spirit of Elijah? And the spirit of Elijah came on it came on that generation and it's coming on this generation and we're just to prepare the way for what God's about to do that's all we're about that's all we're about that's all we're trying to do we're not trying to build a kingdom for ourselves we're here to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord yes he's going to come through a people yes he's going to come in the physical form but he's coming he's going to we're preparing a place that he can come and invade it's more than just a building, it's a region. It's more than just one city, it's two cities. And then three cities, then four cities, then five cities. Come on, somebody. Someone get some faith in this room with me. I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to do something in us in this way. And it says that he said, John the Baptist said, hey, I'm out of the way. There's one that's coming. I'm not worthy to tie his shoes. Talk about humility. And he says, I'm, I'll baptize you with water. But this guy, he's going to baptize you with fire. Right? And so then he's just hanging. And who comes out of the wilderness? Who comes walking in? Who comes walking into the pool, into Jordan River? It's him. It's that guy. It's the guy who he said is about to baptize the earth with fire. And so he comes and he has to get back. And he says, I'm not worthy to baptize you. And he says, too bad. You have to do it. So that all righteousness is fulfilled. Come on, you have to do it because it's been written in the word. You've got to do it because it's a word that's been written. And if you don't do this part of it, the rest of it doesn't happen. And so when he comes like that and he shows up, he begins to release the fire of God. He begins to release a fresh anointing comes on the earth. God himself. And it says immediately in verse 10, Coming up from the water, he saw the heavens open and the Spirit de descending upon him like a dove. 
That means that it looked like a dove because it was, come on, gentle, came down fluttering. You know, it's crazy. I had doves trying to make nests in my new truck. I'm like, what is going on? I didn't get in the truck for a couple days. I get out there, I'm like, what is this nest? I know what it's from. Them doves have been hanging out on my truck. And I'm telling you, the Spirit of God is coming to a generation. He's not going to force himself. But all the prophecies been said and done, and we're stepping into that word. It's what Becca was prophesying from here, from the front. We're about to step in to everything that's been said, and it's about to come to the earth. And this is what was happening right here. The Son of God appears on the earth. Jesus, Son of God, appears on the earth. And then all men's hearts are about to be drawn to him. And he's about to draw all kinds of persecution. And he'll die, and he'll be the lamb that was slain. And he's about to release something fresh. But God just anoints him and speaks his voice over him. I'm telling you, it was an audible voice. And an audible voice comes to you right now. An audible voice comes to us every day. Every day. Saying, this is my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. You say, I'm not Jesus. No, Christ is in you, and the hope of glory is inside of you. And when he comes, he speaks over you as if you're his only begotten. And we don't understand that. You are his only begotten son. Because you are walking in Christ. You stepped into him. The Bible says over and over, step in. Allow Christ to come on you. Be clothed with Christ. Be clothed with the anointing. Be clothed with that's what, what I prophesied over the earth. Bible says this. Acts chapter 2. We know it. We know it. I'm going to need you guys now. Now I need you guys. Y'all better just stand and get locked and ready because that's, it's just going to go quick. We know this. He's coming to release a baptism of fire. There's people in here that the Spirit of God is about to come on you and speak clearly. And listen, it's not about jacking you guys up emotionally. I'm telling you, I feel like the Holy Spirit's going to release something that can wreck some people in this room right now. But I'm telling you, do not hold back. Listen to me, I can feel the Spirit of God right now. Do not hold back. You want Him in fullness. The, the Bible tells us, prophesize twice, three times, multiple times about a last day's outpouring. And we just want to be in the middle of the last day's outpouring. If you're in this place, you don't know Jesus. You don't know Christ. The invitation is to receive Christ right now. And I'm saying we don't ignore what God's doing. We don't ignore anything that the Lord's doing. He wants to come like a flame of fire. And he wants to release the spirit of adoption right now. He wants to fill people with the Holy Spirit and power. 
which releases the authority of heaven. If you need Christ in your life, you come down here and get prayer. If you, I don't want you being in here week after week after week. There's an invitation every week to come and receive the gospel. To receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. Not as another God that you put on the shelf with everyone else. And just as importantly, there's people in here that have been dry and dead and have felt out of sync with the Father. And God is going to baptize you with a fresh baptism tonight. Some of you don't speak. You don't have a heavenly language. You don't have the gift of tongues. God wants to give that to you. And that is a key to unlocking some of this thing about breaking off an orphan heart. It's about breaking off places where we feel like we are at a deficit. We don't know anything. No, God has given you all things. He's given you his divine nature. Everything pertaining to life and godliness is in that divine nature. So there's a space that God's inviting you into right now. Oh, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a narrow space and then fire is going to hit it. But sonship is your inheritance. Or should I say it this way? Sonship is your position. It's your relationship. It's where your heart connects with God. It's where God wants to release fresh fire on your life.